What's up? We are here. We're here. We're here <laughs> and we're ready to party. Yeah, we are. <gasps> so let's just get into so, it. What is your news for yeah. today? You know, I just have to say that I got my first sunburn of the year in Missouri yesterday. So, so exciting. Full on farmer's tan, but I'm not calling it a farmer's tan. I'm calling it a gardener's tan because that, that is what I was doing. So that's wow, my news. That is so exciting. And then today it's like a downpour tsunami. So I know. It's like raining and I'm sure you can see like still the Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's raining today, and it's cold, and it's nasty, and, you know, it's supposed to be April showers bring May flowers, not May shower bring... Farmer's tans. (laughs) Gardener's tans. (laughs) I guess. Guys, coming soon, new merch with that on the front. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, May what's showers. new with you? Um, nothing. I mean, I recently had a job change. I am no longer at yes. the Stampede. I'm singing You're and not dancing. Shoveling and shit. Yeah, no more of that. Um. So yeah, I'm just singing and dancing somewhere else, and just halfway having a, a life crisis. But other than that. I mean, what's new in my life? You know, what's new? (laughs) Okay, guys, technical difficulties, but we are back. (laughs) So we are back. Speaking of bad weather, it apparently also affects your Wi-Fi. Yeah, apparently. But um, other news than that, I think we can go ahead and talk about our collab, right? Yeah, I think we should talk about our collab. 100%. I'm so excited. So pumped. Okay. So, (laughs) wait, did your screen just go away? I'm going to scream if your screen just went away. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, it says your camera is disabled. And so I was like, no, due to internet quality issues. Okay. Well, we're just going to keep going. Screw it. Yeah. Um, Right. So we are doing a collaboration with Chiller Queen Podcast. Yay! And oh my gosh, guys, this is huge (laughs) for us. It is huge. huge. Oh my God. If you guys watched 90 Day Fiance during the quarantine in 2020, you will know... Avery Cook. Oh my she God. is the host. Right? Huge fan. Huge, huge fan. fan. Huge fan. So, you know, it's just, it's like so exciting because, number one, like not being selfish, but we deserve this. Like, you and we I have worked so this. hard. And, you know, we are finally getting the recognition that I think we both deserve. And,. Number one, like, we deserve it. Number two, three bad bitches doing a podcast fucking episode. 
I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. Cannot wait. And she is the perfect person. Her yeah. podcast is all about true crime and conspiracy, and she does not hold back. Not at all. And it it's it's gonna fit so perfectly with our style. I'm right. so 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 pumped. Right. So pumped. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited to like drink and record and talk true crime and conspiracy and literally everything. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. It's going to be like girls' night, only in podcast form. And so we're recording that with her tomorrow. Ours should be released next week. Right. We're saying that tentatively. And then hers will come out at the end of the month. Tentatively. Tentatively. So So, so excited. Mark your calendar. Yes. Share it with everyone. Set a reminder. Get up at 5 a.m. for that early release. Yes. Oh, my God. So, that's our news. Do you have anything else? You know, I would just like to say um, to all my fellow Taurus followers, it is our month. It is our time. Oh, my <laughs> It is the gosh. best month of the world. And, yeah, my birthday is in 13 days, so. Woo! And it's also going to be a blast. I am so excited. I know. It's going to be fun. Okay. That's all I have. I'm like getting into birthdays this year. So. I know. You are. You're like a whole new person. I know. It's so weird. Who am I? Okay. Identity crisis. (laughs) Let's get into this. What are you sipping on? A pink drink. Ooh. No, it's um yes. it's tequila and watermelon the watermelon by and a little bit of soda. So it's so that good. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. So good. What are well, you drinking? I'm taking it back. It's a classic. It's our good old fashioned redneck sangria. I knew so. you I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, it's um Flavored water, vodka, and some lemon lime juice. It's a great time, guys. Great right. time. I think last time you like threw in a bunch of different juice or something, and that's why yes. we labeled it the redneck sangria. Yeah. Sometimes it has like some grapefruit. Sometimes it's orange juice. I mean, you just never know. It's whatever. It's yeah, whatever you can find, you just throw it in your cup and you're good to go. Chef's kiss. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, what is our drinking word? Ooh, I don't know. I've been torn with this word about this story. Okay. okay. What is it? Well, I'm torn. I feel like. I feel like we do the same words over and over again, but they're fitting and they work. So I don't yes. know. I don't know. Any ideas before well, I just I name a generic it. word? Um, you could do something like fraud or fake or um, like something along those lines. And of course, yeah. murder is always a good one. Yeah, um, 
I was thinking torture, but I didn't know if you would say that often. Because wasn't he labeled like the torture doctor or something? Um, I probably say that a couple times. So but not that. Okay. No. Okay. Um, you say fraud a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, but it doesn't really go with the murders. Um, or does it? I mean, kind of. Okay, we'll do... This, is, this story is crazy. I it was, is. It is crazy. All right, we'll do fraud. Fuck it. Okay. Fraud, fake, stuff along those lines. Okay. So, quick disclaimer, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. So, let me tell you, I have not done more research on a story before because this there's so much that mm-hmm. is fiction right about what we know about this guy yeah and so i was like wait what the heck like none of that was true or whatever so here we go today we are talking about hh holmes he is a clever swindler a bigot a womanizer known for his mysterious murder castle Mm-hmm. He is considered the U.S.'s first recorded and most prolific serial killer, or is he just a serial liar? Dun, dun, dun. So, we, as Alexa pointed out, are talking about Taurus season. Um, so, I looked up a Taurus man. They are said to be romantic. However, change is very difficult and they don't easily adapt. Mm -hmm. They are stubborn, rigid, a little self-obsessed, and they can hoard wealth. Okay. So. Okay. Can I have that? Focus on. Can I have the last quality, like the hoarding wealth? I want that. Can I have that? Yeah, right? I don't really see that as a uh, a bad thing. I know. I I could take take a note. Right. I want that. Yeah. And that's actually a really important one for this story, too. Mm -hmm. So he was born May 16th, 1861 as Herman Webster. (laughs) The names. The names are going to kill me. Mugget. Mudgget. Or. And later, he ch- he changes his name five million times, so we don't really care to fuck up the first one. So, right. um, he was born in New Hampshire to first English immigrants. He was the third of four kids. His father came from a, f- a farming family, so more than likely pretty humble. He was a trader and a house painter and kind of did a, like a lot of odd jobs. So, they were devout Methodists, and Henry, as or sorry, Herman... Wait, what was his first name? Herman. We'll start with his first name. Herman (laughs) was considered pretty average, but not stupid, but not overly smart. Okay. Um, And he never showed signs as far as serial killers go, like hurting animals, bullying other kids, nothing along those lines. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of why he's an anomaly in ways. 
So uh, we're going to fast forward to age 16. He graduates from Phillips Exeter Academy. It's very prestigious and a selective boarding school. He starts, uh, he takes teaching jobs um, in his hometown surrounding area. And by 1878, he's now 17 years old. He marries Clara Lovering and they have a son two years after their marriage. So they're like, whoop, let's just get right into this. Um, Not really important, but she becomes a certified public accountant, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Okay, so um, (laughs) she's in and out of this picture real fast. Yeah, it sounds like Um, it. (laughs) Yeah. Holmes, uh, he enrolls at the University of Vermont at 18, but didn't like the school and or the education, and he left a year later. He's like, yeah, I'm not really following this uh, method you guys are using of learning, so bye. Kind of want to do my own thing. Yeah, he's like, hey, remember me, the average, not smart, but not dumb guy? Um, No, thanks. (laughs) So, (laughs) 1882, he enrolls at the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery and actually actually graduates two years later. So it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Guess he kind of got, got smarter somewhere in this. Right. And while he was there, he worked in the anatomy lab and he befriended a Professor William Herman, who was the chief anatomy instructor and during this time, he takes up an interest with cadavers, and it is only rumored mm. that they were part of um, a, like a grave robbing scheme to supply medical cadavers to teach. Oh, so my god! You've got you've got head of the department, and then you've got right. your top student. Uh, oh my god! Just really, robbing really grave sites of dead people. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's a really, really good look for University of Michigan. Right. So, um, back to Clara, his wife. It is said that he was violent towards Clara. Again, this is, we're talking 1800, so it's not like we have a whole lot of knowledge to go off of. But it was also said later that he was a womanizer and married for love, but... Not Clara. She doesn't come from money, and this really was married for love. So, let me explain. Yeah, you kind of confused me there. So, he was a womanizer known for marrying for love or for money? He is a womanizer known for marrying for money. Okay, you said for love. I got it. And then you said for her. Yeah, you fucked it up. And then you said for her. Let's just start over. Let's just start this whole thing over. No. So the one thing about Holmes and all of the knowledge and record that we have of this yeah. guy, like you'll read one thing and it'll be like, it was A, B, C, D. And then the other is like, no, it was one, two, three, four. Like right. it's so opposite. It is. And sensationalized. Yeah. And it's I feel crazy. like all documentaries or like movies, you know, written off of him, they're all so different and they're so biased. Yes. And so you're right. I mean, there are so many stories that you can never truly tell what's true. 
No, and when you label somebody the U.S.'s first and most prolific serial killer, bitch, that right. shit better be true. Right, so, right. You're in for a doozy. So anyways, <laughs> it said he was a womanizer, but they were like, no, but he married Clara for love and he loved her, but then gotcha. they turn around and say, but he was violent towards her. So it's like... It's like, make so what is it? Did he love her? Did he not right. love her? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So because then... Before he graduates from the University of Michigan, um, she moves back to New Hampshire. Um, mm. So they're separated but not divorced. And she wrote that she knew little of him after that. Oh, so okay. So much for the love part, right? Right. Sounds like uh, that was missing in their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, well, glad we've got the facts here, people. Yeah. I'm only trying to do a school report here. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I'll give Holmes you your grade at the end of this. <laughs> oh, God. Hopefully there's extra credit. Um, so he's like, screw it. I'm going to move to New York. Uh, while he is in New York, a little boy goes missing, but it was reported that he was seen walking the streets hand in hand with Holmes. Hmm. So... Yeah, really strange, right? Well, Holmes does admit that the boy came with him, um, like they left New York and they traveled back to Massachusetts, but no investigation took place, and Holmes once again skipped town. Of so, course. Yeah. Just bum, a real bum, good bum. guy. So he goes to Pennsylvania next, and he starts working as a keeper in Norristown State Hospital. Because that's the perfect place for him to be. He right. should definitely always be near dead people or nearly dead people. Of course. Um, for whatever reason, he quits only a few days later. And he starts working at a pharmacy. But shortly after, a young boy dies from meds that they traced back to this pharmacy. So they were like, hey, um... I'm pretty sure you just killed someone, but he denies any involvement. And what's he do? He skips town. Right. So, yes, this is where he changes his name again to Henry Howard Holmes or the infamous H.H. H. H. Holmes. Holmes. Um, obviously, I, I think at this point he's actually changed his name about three times. And yeah. it's obviously to avoid any and all exposure. Right. So... He goes to Chicago. We are now in 1886. He is still married to Clara, but he marries another woman, like binding remarries, this woman, Murda. Uh, wow. He claimed infidelity on Clara's end. He's like, yo, she hopped town with another man, which wasn't true. And so... Later documents do show that Clara may not have even have known of these claims of infidelity. Oh, my God. My dog is hitting my curtains. Stop it. I don't know why you're doing that. Okay. <laughs> so um, that she may have even never known that he was making these claims. And the divorce between the two is never finalized. And it was actually... Completely just dismissed in 1891 wow. due to, quote want of prosecution so very strange but mm -hmm. in the end um they were never like legally divorced so i feel really bad for her 
Yeah, no and kidding. Holmes. Yeah, just he's again womanizer lover. We don't know, but I'm leaning on the side of womanizer. At this yeah, point. <laughs> I'm leaning on the side of womanizer for sure because I mean, think about the yeah. times, 1886. Like there is barely any technology. How would she even know? You know that he's making yeah. up these rumors and lies, or you know that he's in a completely different state, married to another woman. Right. So, how do you think things like what do you think 1800s tender version would have been like? Like, do they have postcards that they're like swiping out of their hand left and right? Like, what maybe what was, like, the dating game back then? Maybe like the newspaper ads. Like, you know how like oh, Craigslist, yeah. like Craigslist did those like women seeking men or men seeking women or men seeking men or whatever i wonder if they did anything like that in the newspaper and i'm serious because people posted like jobs in the newspapers or like if they were looking for work so i wonder looking for a wife in chicago like i wonder if something like that was that is posted absolutely perfect so we're going with that right so better than my (laughs) postcard shuffling idea for sure i mean i was thinking you were gonna say like pigeon mail or something yeah you just print i'm just gonna print out like my photo and all my attributes and just send it to like every citizen in the state right one of them like shows up at my doorstep right so um so on to Murda. He has a daughter with Murda named Lucy. She later becomes a school teacher. Irrelevant. Um, even though they lived in a nearby Chicago town, he spent most of his time in Chicago on business. So he was away from this wife for long periods of time as well, or at least not, you know, close by. She wasn't able to like really watch him. Right. So let's see. Three years later, we're in eighteen ninety four. Holmes decides to marry another woman. (laughs) Wife number three. (laughs) Wife number three. Her name is Georgiana Yoke, and she is in Denver, Colorado. So we are just, guys, we are all over the place. I'm telling you. Yeah. So... Again, all while married to Claire and Murda, a former employee said Holmes used to tell me he had a lawyer paid to keep him out of trouble, but it always seemed to me that it was the courteous, audacious rascality of the fellow that pulled him through. So he's like, oh, and then, sorry, there's one last sentence. He was the only man in the United States that could do what he did. Well, I mean, he actually might have been since he was supposedly the first recorded serial killer. Right, right. So, yeah. So so we've got out all of his weird travelings and personal life. Let's get on to the bad shit, the really bad shit. So we are going back to 1886 this is when he has left clara and he first gets involved with murda and they are in the chicago area so this is what holmes is um, known for and that is his murder castle Mm. so he's full-on going by hh holmes at this point and he's working in a drugstore Mm -hmm. he is seemingly hardworking. And decides, I'm going to buy the drugstore. 
So a lot of people speculate, and it is actually written as fact in most places that he up and murdered the owners. They were elderly. He took them for their money. And it's none of those are true. And the reason why is because later their bodies, like they were seen alive long after this happened Hmm. and everyone knows where they're buried and blah 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 so it's actually 100 percent false which i'm like really i wish it was kind of just like yeah we don't know so then we could like keep telling it like it's fact yeah and i mean if he is such a terrible person you know it just it makes sense it fits his mo yeah but apparently he did it right and he just bought the damn business so boring am i right <laughs> all right so he purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore and he began sh- constructing a two-story building this was supposed to be kind of the first of its kind as far as its apartments real estate um or sorry real <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even said fake yet and i'm I already know. drunk yeah okay. right so <laughs> It is to be used as apartments, retail space, and another drugstore. So, um, it would also, in his eyes, be important for the upcoming World Columbian Exposition. So, lots of people coming into town. Mm -hmm. He marketed it as far as, you know, I think at one point it was like, candy store hair salon clothing i mean just like Everything. literally there i think there was like 15 businesses it wow. was massive so during all of this he was sued after a creditor died of apoplexy in 1891 and homes declined to pay the steel company the furniture companies the architects i mean he straight up didn't pay a penny for what he was doing so that's where this whole fraudster blah 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 comes into play. So instead of just stopping what he's doing or hopping town, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to keep going and add a third floor. Let's do it. So. He was intending on this third floor to be a hotel for the exposition. Mm. Exposition. Yes. Exposition. I'm like, well, okay. Um, And it was only partially completed. And then rumors later came out that this was to be used by homes to lure the tourists visiting and use their body once again for medical schools. Um, However... None of this was proven, and we're going to get into more details why. Mm. Um, And then I'll ask you what you think about the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about this supposed murder castle, because it's actually, the idea of it is, sounds pretty cool, but Hmm. anyways. So, have you heard of the Winchester Mystery Mansion? Mm -hmm. We should go. So, I've been... Oh, you it have? is. You wouldn't even it watch is the, the coolest movie. place. I know, but it is so cool. Um, so this murder castle, I like. You could take this cartoon virtual tour of it, and it is basically Winchester Mystery Mansion. Mm-hmm. There are secret torture chambers, trap doors, 
every almost every room is a gas chamber wow the lighting system was pretty advanced for its time so every room had um had obviously electric lighting but he could have control over it so he could control if all the lights were shut off all the lights were shut off uh, or left on um yeah there's a crematory in the basement stairs that lead to walls Hundreds of rooms laid out like a maze that only he understood. And there's windowless rooms. However, absolutely none of this is real. <gasps> I'm looking it up. No way. It's not none real? None of it is true. Shut no. up. And it went... I'm telling you, I watched documentaries where like historians actually get really pissed because they're like... None of this is factual. So, what? so on the History some, Channel. So, what part isn't okay? I'm gonna just shut up and let you finish because I want to well, know what isn't. Here's true. so here's here's some weird stuff. So yeah. there are um, there is a crematory in the basement that was used, and they say, well, that is it's an extra large. It could have been a furnace that heated the entire place because again, he had this system set up to where the apartments or the hotel could have benefited kind of like the lighting situation okay so you're not Uh, saying that the actual like building isn't true because the building is there like his home that was his home the building is real but okay but everything details got it they're saying isn't true yeah no. Okay. And wow. some of it, some of it can be explained. And then some of it, they are straight up like, like there was no gas chamber. Like there, right. some people report that each room had its own like tubing system that was set. And they're like, no, none of that is true. None of that was there. Wow. Um, there are some stairs that lead to walls. And that was explained because they were like, he didn't pay his people to finish their work. So they just stopped. Or um, there are, like, windowless rooms. There are secret rooms. And in the building process, in order to hide the furniture that he didn't pay for, he would pay someone else to make, like, a secret chamber here and there to Mm -hmm. hide the items that he never paid for. Wow. So when you think about it, it's like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Right. Um, But... There, there is one video on YouTube, and I should have wrote down the uh, who who it was by. But it's really interesting because it's like they're giving. It's a little cartoon mm-hmm. video, and it's as if you are purchasing the home shortly after it was evacuated by homes, and the guests are asking, like, "What does that do? What does that do?" And or the guest will say, like, we heard there's a crematory in the basement. And then the the realtor would be like, well, actually, what that was used for was this, this and that. Or I mean, it was it was very informative and educational and also probably made for a five year old. But it was really, (laughs) really good. Um, So some of it can be explained. And the things that can't be explained are like the trap doors, things like that. None of that existed in the home. It was all uh, fake news. So. Good to know that existed way back when. Yes. Oh, yes. So, Holmes was later arrested. A fire actually started in this hotel. There's no 
known reason, but speculation points once again to insurance fraud. The building... Um, oh, see, I told... I knew it was going to pop up. <laughs> so... Um, the building was nearly completely destroyed, but it was later rebuilt as a post office. He also owned a one-story factory, supposedly, once again, for a glass-blowing hobby, which no one ever witnessed him do, and no products came from it. So um, the other rumor of the furnace itself was to hide any evidence of his crime. So if he bought something couldn't get rid of it he'd throw it in the fire or you know of course bodies yeah so why not now that we've talked about all the things he didn't do what the fuck did he actually do yeah he is it was making me mad because i'm like (laughs) okay this guy has the title of most and first and most prolific serial killer in the u.s i think not yeah you're like so so what the fuck did he do i want to know this right like oh my Jesus God. Christ! So his early early victim, her name is Julia Smythe. She is the wife of a pharmacist who lived and worked in Holmes's building. The pharmacist himself discovered that she was having an affair with Holmes. Shocker! There's wow. more fucking women. So surprise. Um. So um, he quit and decided to move away. And mm. Julia and her daughter Pearl ended up going missing on Christmas Eve in 1891. Holmes later claimed that she died during an abortion gone wrong, that he had got her pregnant, decided that they were going to have an abortion to avoid oh any criticism, God. and she died so so did like obviously everyone believed that everyone believed the story that she just died during an abortion gone wrong so she actually no one knew about the abortion until later when he was caught everyone just assumed she went missing this is his story his story later abortion is his story yes got it so and, you know, obviously abor- abortions back then aren't what they are today. And mortality for an abortion, it was very, very high. And so right. I feel like even if people would have known that there was an abortion being performed, um, it would have been understandable that she died. But, right. you know, whatever. So he also claims later to have poisoned Pearl, um, likely to hide the fact that he had just also murdered Julia, the wife, during right. an abortion. Right. So the skeleton of Pearl was discovered in home cellar. Um, rumors say that he actually paid a local man to remove the skin of an unusually tall woman and her so that her body could be used for medical training. And Julia, oh, I think, was like my close God. to six feet tall. Yeah. So, um, and again, the records are so hard with this guy to find, but it is assumed, and I think this is one of the ones he was actually convicted of murdering. So, um, next victim is, it's either, I think it's Emmeline Sagrande, uh, sorry, Emmeline, if that's not how you say your name. So, she worked in this building in 1892, so this is a year later. 
she goes missing in December, so she was there for about five months. Again, rumors of an affair. She was pregnant with his child and a possible victim of a botched abortion. But again, she goes missing. So mm. very, very sad. Then, this is where just shit goes off the rails. Holmes has a close friend named Benjamin uh, Peitzel. He is a carpenter with a criminal history. Someone later quoted, it's Holmes's tool and his creature. So it's kind of like, you know, little uh, devil's assistant. So, not a good guy. Yeah. Yes. The two met while working in a chemical bank building. Fast forward to 1893. So again, one year after he just killed the last woman. um, Holmes meets a one-time actress named Minnie Williams in an employment office. He offers her a job and she accepts. He persuades her to sign over the deed to her property in Texas. Well, why not? To an, (laughs) you know, hey, go beg or go home. Right. Why don't you just go ahead and give me everything you have to your name? Everything. And he convinces her it's for an Alexander Bond, which is actually one of Holmes's aliases. So, again, the guy with 10,000 names. Yeah. Right. Um, and then later, to avoid Holmes getting in trouble for this, he signs it over to Benjamin's alias. So everyone's just Everyone got fake just names has, back yeah. in the 1800s. What the fuck? Like, oh. why? Why? Right? Stupid. So, Holmes and Minnie, she's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, <laughs> they present themselves as husband and wife. So we technically could have had it, added her into the wife count, but they're not. Holmes and Minnie now present themselves as husband and wife. They soon rent an apartment, but Minnie and her sister write a letter to their aunt about going to Europe. I think I think somewhere in the letter was something about chasing a man. I don't know. But <laughs> the two are never seen alive again. Of course. So you can only imagine. Right. Um, so out of all of these victims, uh, a body has never been found. There is zero proof that any of these people are like in the ashes of the crematory or like shoved into the walls of this building. Like nothing. Literally nothing. Wow. So what the nothing. hell did he do with them? Right? Like, okay. Did he so, eat them? Did he make them into candles? Did he make them into cakes? Like where did they go? They had to go somewhere. Floozies run off to Europe for a man. Yeah. Floozies. (laughs) (laughs) Sluts. All right. So um, Holmes thinks it's a good idea to move to this um, said property in Texas after insurance companies start pressing him for arson on the building that he nearly burnt to the ground. Oh, my God. So... He, again, attempted to build an incomplete structure without paying anyone. He was arrested in 1894 and briefly jailed. Uh, This is the first time, actually, he's been jailed. Wow. Uh, But on accounts for selling mortgage goods in St. Louis. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So he's, yeah, now he's in Missouri. What the fuck? Yeah. He's all over the place. This guy 
This guy is Houdini. It is insane. Yeah, and he's like a world traveler. What the fuck? In the 1800s. Right? It is nuts. It's absolutely crazy. And so frustrating when you're trying to write a well-written story. Right. So (laughs) while he's in jail, he meets an outlaw, Marion or Marion. We're going to say Marion. That sounds more like a man. Marion Hedgepeth. (laughs) These names are killing me. Um, the two make a plan to swindle insurance companies. So he's like, you know what? I didn't actually successfully do it last time. So, hey, outlaw, we're going to do it this time. Um, they're going to get $10,000 out of these insurance companies by faking, by faking their death, taking out a life insurance policy, that whole thing. So Holmes promises this outlaw $500 in exchange for a good lawyer. And the good lawyer did agree to play a part in this. Okay. However, the uh, insurance company did catch Holmes after becoming just kind of suspicious of the whole thing. Uh, they faked the outlaw's death is mm-hmm. or somebody's death. Right. Yes. And uh, the insurance company's like, no, fuck you. We're not paying you anything. So yeah, we don't believe your ass. Yeah. He's like, he's like, dude, you're alive. You're standing in our office talking to us. Get the fuck out. Go back yeah. to jail. So. What the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, what of a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> so Holmes is like, you know what? I'm not going to press my luck. So he moves on. He moves back to his friend Benjamin, you know, the former criminal mm-hmm. or whatever he was. Yeah. Jack of all trades. Benjamin agrees to fake his death. Oh, my God. And they're going to try this plot again. <laughs> so, um, it's oh my just God. baffling, really. Of course. Why not? For the most... Yeah. Being, considering he is the most prolific serial killer, yeah. um, this is embarrassing. You know, but he was <laughs> persistent. And I will say one thing about us Taurus people, we are very, very persistent and he was stubborn. I mean, hello, we are a fucking oh. bull. So he's like, hell no, Clearly. I am trying again and again and again and again. So <laughs> he went for it. My oh man. My God, it's, it's insane. So <laughs> my guy. My uh, guy. So oh, Benjamin, shit. for whatever reason, is like, sure. But they... Both are like, we're going to get smart this time. We yeah. need a cadaver to pull this off. So um, Holmes basically tells Benjamin, or at least the story goes, hey, meet me in my home to discuss the plans. But instead of finding a cadaver, Holmes uses chloroform to oh, knock out Benjamin shit. and sets his body on fire using benzene. Okay. So, okay. What the fuck? He was your sidekick. He was there to help you, and he was a-okay with all your crazy shit, and then you just right. take him out? I mean... Yeah, you're like... You're like, actually, your body looks great. Yeah. You know, so. and what's funny, like, us tourist people, um, we aren't really team players, and so we'd like to do things <laughs> on our own, so maybe that was it. He's like, you know what? This guy's going to fuck yeah. things up. I've got to get rid of him. He's my cadaver. <laughs> oh, yep. We got a due date, and it is now. It is so. now, and you are late. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Holmes later will say that 
Benjamin actually survived the chloroform, which is why he decided to burn him alive. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. But forensic evidence actually shows that the chloroform was used after burning the body, likely to just fake suicide. So, basically, what he did was said... I'm going to burn you alive and then just dump some chloroform on your face and make just it look try to like, cover up yeah. what I just did. So, Yikes. real gruesome. Um, however, it worked! <laughs> Woo! We get insurance payout! So, <laughs> Woo! See? He, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yes. Um, here's what gets weird. So, Benjamin has a wife this whole time. And the wife doesn't get the insurance money. So I'm sure there was some swindling done there. Yeah. So Holmes also convinces Benjamin's wife to give over three of their five children to him to be in his custody. What? So I don't know what that conversation was, but she did What the fuck? Yeah. They uh, actually... Kind of go on this little adventure. So they become a happy little family. They traveled through the northern U.S. and actually into Canada. All the while, Holmes is keeping in contact with Benjamin's wife at a very close distance, almost like traveling like parallel to each other without her knowing. So he'd be like, okay, you need to go here this time. You need to go here this time. And he was like at some time staying just blocks away from her, keeping her other three kids away from her. Um so he told her that Benjamin is actually alive. So she kind of knew about the insurance plot, mm-hmm. but he was telling her, no, he's alive. That's why you have to lay low. That's why we got to keep moving. And he's actually hiding out in London. So just bear with me on this and you'll get to see him again. Wow. So uh, she does just that. Um, Dumb bitch. However, this entire time, they're playing this cat and mouse game. She is unaware that th- those three kids are already missing and are gone. He instantly. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So um, also keep in mind, Holmes has like three wives at this point, too. So I don't know yeah. what he's telling them. Plus but, like a couple of mistresses. Yeah. And, like, 17 million warrants out for his arrest. So, mm-hmm. um, he later confesses to killing the children by forcing them into a large trunk. It was locked. And through um, handmade, like, air holes, he inserted a gas line through the tubes and basically oh suffocated God. them to death. He buried their nude bodies in the cellar of a rental home in Canada. And... Upon finding the bodies, one officer says, the deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. And when we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be the bone of the forearm of a human being. Mm. So the other child was found in a separate home, drugged and deceased. And Holmes had cut the bodies into pieces before burning them. And the child's teeth and bits of bone were found in the chimney. So, Ugh. and that's what's okay. This is what's so weird about the other murders is that he left a gold mine of evidence with these kids 
which would have been way easy, way easier to get rid of. Right. But the others, he was just like, like, there's no evidence for them at all. Well, and it's like his MO is consistently changing with each murder. Yeah. It's like he's doing yeah, completely different is, things. There is like, no MO. Right. He's like burning one of them and suffocating the other and drugging the other. Yeah. And it's like all over the place. Yeah, one of a, one of the victims is his best friend. One's a prison buddy. One's a former lover. Like so one's a children. current like, lovers, no... children. Yeah, or not really lover, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just crazy. So, in 1894, November of 1894, he is finally arrested. He was tracked by Philadelphia Philadelphia <laughs> private mm-hmm. detective. Um, he was held for an outstanding warrant for horse theft out of Texas. So while he was there, he also was like, no, oh, fuck it, I'm going to steal a horse. <laughs> um, and actually, that's what he would, they were like on the lookout for. So crazy Not the kids, all things. just the horses. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, yeah, but sorry about your kid's teeth. Um, where's that horse? Yeah, that um, horse is like <laughs> worth a couple grand. Like, where's the horse? Like... <laughs> How am I supposed to get to the local saloon without my horse? <laughs> so, um, but anyways, after finding the bodies in Canada, investigators were like, wait, we've heard of this murder castle. Maybe we should finally look into that. So oh they gosh. go back to the Chicago castle. And this is where just the, the sensational rumors began. Um, however... There, again, is zero evidence of murder that was found that would have convicted him in Chicago. So all the stories, especially of, like, the torture chambers, like, people were... And what's crazy is, like, all of... And I can see why. I guess it's not really crazy. All of the investigators and the police force, like, they were so frustrated with this. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we are just trying to figure out what happened. And you guys are starting these rumors like wildfire. And this is becoming almost like a tourist attraction. Right. And we're just trying to figure out where these people went. Right. Like, we are trying to do our job and solve these murders. And you're not letting us. Quit with your little true crime podcast. Bullshit. We are trying to do adult work. Yeah, yeah we need <laughs> like, to do our jobs. <laughs> so, after being found guilty of the murder of Benjamin, which he was, um, Holmes was sentenced to death in 1895. He confessed to 27 murders. However, later in jail, he said, oh, well, it might be upwards of 130. Oh. Um, but here's the thing. We're going to do the flip floppy, the weird thing. Right. However, some of the people he claimed to have murdered were still alive. Of course. So it's like, um, no, erase that one from your list. That's actually Betty right there. Betty. Hey, see, she's fine. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Um, so... Do, 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 do. He was actually paid $7,500 in exchange for his confession. What? But again, most of it was untrue. Yeah, they were like, Yeah, most hey, of it wasn't we even true. We know we're about to kill you. Yeah, and he was sentenced to death. So what's the point of the money? Right. I don't understand. 
1800s i don't understand you right so but yeah they paid him and that's a shit ton of money for the 1800s yeah, like 70 that's a shit ton of money now yeah i mean 7500 dollars <laughs> then is probably what like 30 grand now so i mean or more like than 30 that million oh shut like, up yeah. <laughs> 30 30 million so he was like the jeff bezos of prison so um <laughs> He also made note in his prison confession of his drastic change of appearance. Like, he's like, hmm, yeah, I'm looking a little skinny these days. A little haggard, but I'm just not sleeping well lately. So, Hmm. um, he was hanged in 1896. So, one year later, the entire time, he remained calm, amiable, fearless, with very few signs of depression or anxiety. He asked for his coffin to be filled with cement, which was granted, and buried 10 feet deep for concern of grave robbers. Yeah, I was going to say, with with what he did, he didn't want someone digging up his own fucking body. So he's like, fill fill my casket with concrete. I don't want nobody digging me up. I ain't no science experiment. Listen, let me tell you how this works. What they're going to do is, <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, not me. Uh-uh. I don't want you dissecting me. So nope. they they did. They did. And a lot of people, too, speculated wow. that um, he escaped the hanging somehow because he is such a fraudster. But they did, like, I think it was back in the 2000s, early 2000s, they exhumed his body and the coffin was filled with cement. So they actually. Wow. Wow. And he did not escape death. So um, this is gruesome. His neck did not initially break from the hanging. It's not funny. Okay. (laughs) Stop laughing. (laughs) You. Stop laughing. (laughs) You. Shut up. It's not funny. It's disgusting. So instead, he was slowly strangled, and this process took 20 minutes. Good. (gasps) Oh, I just can't. Oh, God. Okay, so can you imagine watching that? Yeah, that sounds very painful. It sounds like somebody knew what they were doing, and they definitely did that Oh, for sure. They were like, fuck this guy. Yeah. We're going to make this noose a little loose, and it's not going to break his neck. But guess what? He's going to hang to death and uh, (laughs) strangle. So it's like... Did you hear all the murder castle shit was fake? Well, let's give them a real show this time. <laughs> yeah, let's so. show them something that isn't fake. <laughs> right. So, some speculate that he was Jack the Ripper, but uh, the main reason experts deny that is uh, that they are the same person is because they had completely different motives, and H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes didn't really have one. No. Um, so... Jack the Ripper typically went for poor women, sex workers, people who aren't Mm going to be missed. H.H. Holmes was typically after money, but then he also went for kids and men and anyone else. So they were like, "Mm, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. So some of Holmes' final words include, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. Wow. So, 
So my question to you is, mm-hmm. is because, again, I mean, obviously for every people who say, well, it's fake, there's still conspiracy theorists out there that are like, no, this is real. This is how we covered it. And if not, then like, how did he get away with murdering all these other people? So do you think he did it? I definitely think that he was a murderer. Do I think he killed, uh, you know, 100, 130 people? No. I think his original number is probably in the teens or low 20s. Um, Yeah. He was a very, very sadistic, narcissistic person. And so I do think he murdered people, but I don't think he did it in the gruesome torture manner that he talks about. I think he definitely lied and fabricated all of that but he definitely killed people i think he was a serial killer and he probably was the first serial killer but definitely not the world or the most prolific uh serial killer in that time because look at who we just covered albert fish he was a prolific serial killer and it was the same time it was just a little bit shortly after H.H. Right. Holmes. So, um, yeah, I, I truly don't believe, I don't believe that he no, did and everything that's that what, he says that he did. That's what got me about the story was, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a sick, twisted person who enjoyed cutting right. open bodies and obviously dismemberment. And right. I'm sure there was a little bit of torture involved in that. Right. But like. To label him most prolific, I'm no. like, mm. no. But I also kind of read up on like what makes a serial killer prolific, <laughs> and it's you know they take all things into consideration. Obviously, right. body count, the manner in which he did it, right. and uh, motives behind it. And but I'm just like, I mean, yeah, he was a sick person who, yeah, but. Mm, no. I think he, he lied about 90% of what he did. Right. And I almost. Because he was easily caught for the kids' murders. Yeah. And I almost feel like he was just doing whatever he could for attention, whether it was good, bad, and different. Yeah. Like, that's why he. And I mean, a lot of the documentaries and like movies say, like, he consistently changed, and you went into it consistently changed his career path he consistently changed Mm -hmm. what he was interested in whether it was women whether it was his hobbies whether it was his job whether it was his appearance like he consistently changed that because he consistently got bored and he just wanted that attention and he was obsessed with himself absolutely obsessed so yeah i Truly don't Good think, old Taurus. I know, right? I'm not obsessed with myself. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Kidding. So that is H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. And if you made it all the way to the end, <laughs> please leave your opinion in some comment section somewhere on our platforms. Because I want to know. Because it is really, it is really yeah. strange that it is. he was sensationalized so heavily. You know, 100%. And I feel like any true crime podcast should definitely cover this serial killer. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like he is 100% overrated. And people like Albert Fish. I mean, a lot of people don't even know about him. You know, and 
he was yeah. way more prolific and gruesome than H.H. H. Holmes. And, it, like, the same time. I, yeah. So many times I almost started writing a new story because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but what, like, when do we get to the part where he's prolific and, like, the most famous and the first and, like, all these yeah. grand words? But I'm like, I thought the same thing. I'm like, no, this needs to be covered because, obviously... Something went off the rails here, mm-hmm. um, and people got the story wrong. And so I'm right. like, well, so I wrote, I was doing my research. I'm like, okay, just put everything that people say and then go back and figure out what was fake. And then it was like, right. oh, like 90% of my story is yeah. fake, is literally it is. made up. So it is. And that whole like murder castle thing, I mean, there are so many movies that are based off of that. Like, do you I remember know. the scary movie? You probably mm-hmm. didn't watch it, but you I'm sure you've heard of it. Like Hostel. Did you I mean, ever watch Hostel? I've heard Hostel? the title, but Okay. So basically it's about, you know, a hostel in Europe and these people own it and they're part of this like secret society and I mean we can talk conspiracies all day, but you know, rich people are fucking weird. Anyway, um, they got some weird ass fantasies, but these people are rich and they basically tortured, you know, the people that came into the, this hostel in many different ways. And so, um, mm. and they wouldn't let them leave. And so that like, that's just one movie, scary movie that was kind right. of written off of this murder castle. But a lot of scary movies are written off of that. And that is so, disappointing that that is like not real because he talked about it all the time he talked about like yeah oh yeah i got you know all my torture devices and everything and uh, it's just unbelievable yeah it's it is crazy and then things i don't know if i finished my thought about like the lighting that was in there it was later explained that there are buildings back in those days that had switches like that not to turn on gas chambers but Right. It was so if a guest if a guest didn't pay their rent, he could shut off lights in the whole building until they could right. get out and I mean it, it it's like uh it's fun until it's not. Jeez. But the best the thing that I kept thinking of the entire time was the Winchester mystery mansion yeah. and how I mean she did, wasn't a murderer, but just how crazy she was. And her reasoning was just complete insanity and paranormal and conspiracy. I mean, so but was she was a murderer? A, that's nutso. But was she? Well. That's a story for another day. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that story so freaking much. Okay. I know. So that is it. Let's thank our patrons we do have some new ones so thank Thank you guys for supporting the podcast yes and if you want to join go to our website something sinister podcast.com or it'll be in all of our social medias you can sign up there you can get discounts on merch um and basically buy us a coffee and keep our lights on so thank you yes yes thank you buy us our uh next Something spiked because we need it. Ooh. All right. And then our sponsor, Color Up CBD. Yes. Um, you can go to colorupco.com or check out Color Up CBD on Instagram and use our code SINISTER20 to get 20% off of your CBD skincare. 
and uh, CBD dog tinctures and CBD tinctures for humans. So all the CBD mm-hmm. needs, and it's all natural. It's all like organic. They don't throw in any nasty like fillers. It's all good for you. So yeah, yes. And fun fact: the day that this podcast gets released. We are recording for that super exciting collaboration yes. that's coming up. So yes. I'm sure we'll be posting about it on social media. Definitely go follow Chiller Queen podcast while you're at it because yes. we'll, we'll be all over the place for the next couple weeks. So We will. And we will be full of excitement. And if you want to buy us like a beverage <laughs> or a coffee or whatever, um, you know how to buy that. Go to our Patreon and donate to our drinking fun because we're going to need it. Oh, uh, yes. Well, guys, we will see you next week. Yep. Stay sinister, y'all. Bye.